I want to take you back, back to a place that gives a, a unique perspective into the human experience and the human soul. I want to take you back to the high school cafeteria. Remember that? The stress, the pressure, the mental gymnastics going on in your mind as you're carrying your tray and you're trying to figure out where, where am I going to sit? The anxiety, the pressure, the judgment that takes place. Which table is yours? With whom do you sit? Is it the, the jocks, uh, the nerds, the cool kids, the cliques? The gamers, the, the losers, the, like, just by yourself? <laughs> Where do you sit? And it matters, and it, and it was all about image and how we look to our peers. And it was so important and yet so stressful. Do you think that we've grown past that as we've matured and and become adults? Well, then we could play a little game of would you rather this morning? You know, would you rather accept the dinner invitation from your boss who has the opportunity to promote you or from the beet farming hobbyist in the cubicle next to you? Or would you rather shake hands on stage with the mayor or sit down on a couch with a cup of coffee with that person who just never seems to have their life together and in order? It just always seems to be a mess. Would you rather share the row on the plane with the minor league baseball player or the IRS auditor? As we think through the answers to those questions, as we come to today in this, the God-lived life that we want to talk about, a life of hospitality, Jesus is really going to flip all those answers right on their head as he demonstrates what this God-lived life truly looks like, a life of hospitality. And a life of godly hospitality is radical. I want to see that. Today in this gospel reading as we see what Jesus did. And so we read again from verse 9 where it says that as Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, he told him. And Matthew got up and followed him. Now, you have to understand just how radical, just how extreme, how just outside of social norms this was. Because Matthew was a tax collector. Last week, we talked about how Jews and, and Samaritans didn't get along, how there was this ethnic division and hatred and hostility between them. But Jews, and they hated tax collectors even more. Because they worked for the Roman government. They were traitors. They represented the oppression that was taking place against and upon the Jewish people. 
You know, tax collectors were seen as, as scum. They had this notorious reputation for cheating people, for being greedy, taking more than they needed to, and then keeping some of that for themselves. They were expelled from the synagogues. And the rabbis, their, their pastors of the day, they would have told them to keep their distance, stay away from them. But Jesus didn't. When Jesus, he walked right up to this man. Right as he was working at his job, interrupting that work that he was doing, Jesus went right up to him and he didn't see a tax collector. He didn't just see a man who collected tariffs, who maybe cheated others. He saw a soul in desperate need of a relationship with God. And he offered that relationship with a simple invitation, follow me. And as Jesus demonstrated this hospitality to him, he really showed what biblical hospitality is all about because biblical hospitality, it takes that word literally. Hospitality means love for strangers. Not just that you're, you're kind to them, not just that you, you put up with strangers, not just that you'll say hi walking down the street. No, love for strangers. A sacrificial, serving love for people that you may not know. And so Jesus demonstrated such a love to Matthew, this tax collector. And as Jesus demonstrated such an amazing, astonishing type of love, this radical kind of love that biblical hospitality is, Jesus actually changed this man. His love, his hospitality changed who Matthew was. He was no longer Matthew the tax collector, but now Matthew the disciple. Matthew the evangelist. Saint Matthew. Now Jesus had invited him into the family of God once again. And it really shouldn't be too surprising that this is the way that Jesus acted. Because this is what Jesus came to do for all of us. Even as he came up and he showed this biblical hospitality to this stranger of the worst kind, this man that no one else would think to go up to, no one else would want to treat with love, kindness, this one who is a stranger in the worst way. You think about what Jesus did for us. And when we had become total and complete strangers to God, walking away from him and his word, walking away from his will, when our lives reflected nothing 
of godliness. Yet Jesus showed us hospitality in the truest sense. He showed us a love for strangers. Not just kindness, not just putting up and, and tolerating us, but a sacrificial love that drove him to the cross. Drove him to bear all of our sin, all of our guilt, all of our shame upon himself on that cross. And because of Jesus' radical hospitality, you have been made someone new. In your baptism, you have been brought no longer as a stranger, but you have been brought into the family of God as a brother and sister in Christ, God's own dear child. In the Lord's Supper, you get to taste this this amazing feast, this incredible banquet that previews the feast that we will enjoy forever in heaven. You have been changed. You have been made a new person through the death and resurrection of Jesus so that you are no longer Lucy the accountant, but you're Lucy, the disciple of Jesus, the follower of Christ. You're no longer Chad the pilot, but you're Chad redeemed, restored, forgiven. Chad the evangelist. You're no longer Vanessa the sinner, but Saint Vanessa. And you fill in your own name. That's what Christ has made you. And as he's made you this new person, then you also are encouraged, you also are motivated by Christ and his love to also show biblical, godly hospitality. When Matthew was changed into this new person, that's, that's what he did. He listened to the next verse. It says, while Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. Matthew had been changed into this new person and he also showed hospitality. He invited others to come. He opened up his home so that they might come and they might experience this man, Jesus, so they might have a relationship with him so that they might come to know their Savior. So that they might come to know their Heavenly Father. His own hospitality, it paved the way for gospel proclamation. It paved the way for many more to come to know Jesus' own incredible, radical love for them. And your hospitality can too. You have the opportunity to open up. Open up your lives to others. Maybe, maybe it means that you open up your home. Maybe it means that we, we open up our church. We think about the ways that we can show this hospitality and how we do worship. Maybe it means we open up our hearts and our lives to others. 
And we pave the way for gospel proclamation. We pave the way for more to come and meet Jesus and know their Heavenly Father. And as you practice biblical hospitality, God will bless it. This biblical hospitality that's founded on God and his own game of would you rather, the one that you see highlighted by Jesus when he said, it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. When he asked the question, why, why would Jesus be willing to do what he did for us? Why would he be willing to suffer? Why would he be willing to give his life so sacrificially? Why would he be willing to leave heaven itself to come to this earth? It's right here. It's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. God could have played that little game. Would you rather heal those of their sicknesses, heal those who are suffering, or be frustrated by those who deny that there's the disease decimating their soul? Would you rather reach out, pour out your grace upon those who are wallowing in their sin? Or pour out judgment on those who flee from you in terror? Would you rather extend yourself to reach those far from you but who are desperate? Or be shut out by those who reject? And every single time, God would answer with grace. Every single time, he'd reach out, extend himself, show his love. He'd invite you. Whoever you are, he'd invite you. He'd say, come, take this seat right next to me. I've saved it for you. And I pray that as you practice also biblical hospitality, God will bless you. As you look at others and you reach out and you say, come, take this seat right next to me so that you can meet Jesus. You can meet your Heavenly Father. As you challenge yourselves to practice this God-lived life, to practice biblical hospitality, this radical love, I pray that God tremendously blesses it. Amen. Amen.